Welcome, welcome, welcome everybody to the A Little Less Fear podcast. I'm your host for the show, Dr. Lino Martinez. Oh yeah. Welcome back, everybody, to the A Little Less Fear podcast. Welcome back, everybody, to A Little Less Fear podcast. And here we are continuing with Pride Month, Pride 2021. And I'm more than happy and super duper duper happy to introduce Dimitri Wild. Thank you so much. His handle name for Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok is his name, which is Dimitri Wild. That's D as in dog, E-M-I-T-R-I-W-Y-L-D-E. He has a book that's called All Was Nothing in the Time of Champions. That is a book of poetry. He has his own podcast called Cosmic Journey with Demi and Jay, which is a podcast on, on science and spirituality, the two S's. Welcome to my show. Thanks for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Awesome. I'm so, so excited to interview you and ask you these questions. And first of all, thank you so much for taking your time and for being open because talking about some of this stuff isn't easy for a lot of people. So I really, really oh, appreciate you being brave about this. Thank you. So in dedication for Pride Month, um, LGBTQIA Month, I'm going to be asking you some questions, some coming out stories. And uh, first question for the audience is, when did you first come out? How long ago has, has how long has, how long ago was it? I've barely been in the closet, truthfully, my entire life. <laughs> but um, I, I definitely had a lot, like, I came out when I was 15. And um, it was by accident. Um, I didn't intend to come out. It just kind of happened. But my mom already knew. Um, so at that time, we had just moved to Riverside. And I had just started my sophomore, second, second semester of sophomore year in high school at a mm -hmm. new school. And I was very much the new kid in the middle of the year. Um, it, it was a complicated time. But it was also a very uh, interesting time of like growth for me because I had met my first boyfriend at on on campus mm -hmm. and um we dated for a whole two weeks <laughs> hey two weeks is a long time in high school I know but it, it felt like two years at that point but um it 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 became like kind of like a the the backbone of like who I am today and and it was during that time that me and my ex-boyfriend used to write letters to each other on lunch at lunchtime and pass them to each other and um, my mom had a habit of doing my laundry <laughs> when uh, I was at home uh -huh. and she had found one of the letters and um, she, granted, she already kind of knew that I was gay. Uh -huh. Like I, I've never really been, I had girlfriends. Yeah. But I never really did much other than like kiss them occasionally. And mm -hmm. it was very that um, I was closeted bisexual for a while i think that was mostly like how i was closeting myself was saying i was bisexual yeah um but and i did I your really... mom know that you were closeting yourself by saying you were bisexual or this is even no, like... no she had, no. didn't even know uh that i was saying i was bisexual it was mostly just like to my my school friends and stuff oh okay um but yeah, i just didn't really like want to bring it up or anything um now when she found out uh, I was in my my grandma's house and I was just like what, like playing video games or something and she told me to like can you pause for a second I said yeah sure I think I <laughs> Kingdom, Hearts, Kingdom Hearts at the time but um and did she, you think anything at that moment when she said that 
Like, well, it's wait. usually my mom doesn't usually bother me until there's something mm-hmm. that she needs to talk about. And <laughs> so I was kind of like, okay. And um, you know, the typical 16 year old, like, you know, eyes rolled to the back of the head. Okay, mom, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, let, right. me, let me stop what I'm doing just for you. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and, um, and so she sits down and I'm like, okay. She's like sitting down next to me. What's going on here? And um, she just puts her arm around me and she goes, honey, who's Josh? Uh-huh. And I said, what do you mean? And I like, I'm sure my face turned beet red at that time. Cause I was like, what do you mean? Yeah. And she pulls out this letter and, and she's like, she's like, I just read this letter from Josh. And I was like, oh, you mean Joshina? <laughs> I swear to God. I, I thought that I was like covering it up so well. Like Joshina. someone's name is actually Joshina. Wow. That's a good one. I, I, I was just kind of like, you know, you know, beat red and I'm like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Yeah. Deer in headlights, huh? Deer in the headlights. And, and she just put her arm around me. She goes, honey, it's okay. I love you. And like, you know, blah, 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 and all this, you know, she's, my mom's always been my, my biggest supporter and friend, best friend. Actually, I'm happy that I get to see her again tomorrow. She's coming in early from, uh, from where she was staying in Minnesota just now. Um, and we're going to go spend a couple days in Palm Springs. So (laughs) I think I told you that already. But, um, but yeah, like my mom's always been like in my corner and, and my biggest supporter and my biggest fan. So I, I am just thankful to have her. So she was, um, accepting right away. Was there, who was the next person you told after that? That was like in your family. I think she told my grandmother because we were living with my grandmother at the time. And again, my grandmother's another one of my like biggest like supporters and, and stuff. She's no longer with us. She passed away back in 2016 of Sorry lung cancer and I miss her every day, but she does talk to me all the time. So oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> um, I, and I'm sure she was the next one to know. And then I think my stepdad came shortly after that. And how were they with the news? Grandma was fine. Stepdad was whatever. Um, he and I have had an up and down relationship most of my life, but, um, he's not around anymore so i don't have to worry about that anymore (laughs) so then it sounds like overall you had a positive coming out story yes um i i did have a second coming out story though and that that one wasn't necessarily so pleasant um my grandmother on my dad's side which is interesting now mind you backstory my grandmother's daughter is a lesbian her niece is a lesbian um, there's gay people on that side of the family. Yeah. Well, when I came out either because I was like the oldest grandchild, um, I was an only child, but like, I'm the oldest grandchild of that time. Or, um, I don't know what it was, but like the very conservative side of the family, my grandfather didn't care. (laughs) He was whatever, but my grandmother flipped out mostly because of how she found out. And this was a little traumatic at the time, but they found porn on the oh man computer. no 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 and um, oh man so that was shocking first of all and definitely was a- an experience with my grandmother that i never really wanted to have yeah um, we didn't talk for a year afterwards <laughs> but everybody else was like it's fine like like it, it, shit happens you know you think maybe um, it's because she found out that way? 
it was because she found out that way that she kind of overreacted that way. Right. So I understand it, but it was also sure. kind of like, I, I didn't mean for it to happen. Mm -hmm. So it was kind of like, you know, I, ugh, I it was a lot <laughs> at the time. <laughs> what about your, the social aspect of coming out? How was it with your friends and school and people around you? At school, it was not a problem. I mean, after that, I, so I, I had intended to uh, lose my virginity to that boyfriend, but that did not, not happening. So I kind of went on a slut phase after a while. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, oh, man, so, a lot of us do. <laughs> yeah, because, you know, you have an idea of, like, what you want your first time to, to be. And then um, I'm actually very fortunate that the person that I did lose it to was very kind and had a very lovely um experience with that you can read about it actually on my on my blog on medium my hook of horror stories the number one is about that experience um but uh yeah i i from a social perspective i i was always an alt kid i was always like a punk kid so like i never really kind of like fit in anywhere so i fit in everywhere if that makes sense mm -hmm. what do you mean a um, punk kid you mean like punk like in because i think we're different might be different generations like for me punk is like an actual punk music type kid or do you mean oh, someone who punks punk people around music like we would go to punk shows out in okay. corona we would <laughs> you know, ska like reggae shows yeah. like like be like like we would get in the mosh pit like get hella wasted underneath the stairs and you know yeah. sneak out at night we were like that 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 group uh -huh. all black everything mohawks i had i've had several face facial piercings i've had my 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 so eyebrow, have I. My, my yeah lip pierced. i currently have tons of piercings but um we were very much those kids so like you know i, I did hang out with like a queer group of of people naturally mm. that sounds that sounds really good um yeah. could you think of a time where you were having a hard time with your sexuality <sighs> well i mean <laughs> currently <laughs> um I, so I, I'm a sex writer. Um, I, I definitely have, um, I think there's a lot of trauma in sex. And I think there's a lot of like things that, you know, as gay men or queer people that we were not taught, it, we're not kind of like, you know, explain how things happen. So we kind of like fall into various traps and, and stuff like that. And what do you mean explain get, how things happen? Well, like, you know, everyone gets the birds and the bees talk. We right. don't, we, you know, sure. We talk about how babies are made, but we don't make babies. Um, right. So we're, we're not exactly taught, you know, the ins and outs of the in and outs. And um, we are kind of left to our own devices and, and learning through kind of like stumbling around in the dark. So um, I've had a lot of experiences, uh, some great, some not so great, um, that left me kind of questioning like why how did i get into this situation mm -hmm. like you know i've i've been in an abusive relationship i i cheated on my ex boyfriend i i you know i a lot of things that just kind of like happen that we don't necessarily think about when we're getting the 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 talk you know mm -hmm. and so um i i decided that i wanted to write about it as a way of processing it and um i started from the perspective of teach of telling my own stories and and chronicling those and then going into like more of a uh sort of sort of a how-to manual of like how to uh, deal because i'm an interpersonal communi uh, communications major I, I majored in communications in college i'm also a journalist um mm -hmm. so, so I, I got my bachelor's in uh, mass communication oh nice yeah 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 so you know like like um 
it was just kind of like my own way. It's almost like therapy for me, like, mm-hmm. you know, writing about this stuff and, and choosing that as my kind of like medium uh, for how to express and how to learn also. Cause you know, I, I've been having sex for like 17 years now and I still have no idea how it works, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's interesting you say this because I, I recently heard something about this. I don't remember where, but it was um, about how, gay men are not given the birds and the bees talk just like you said right now and it's like of course there was so much I don't know if there still is um me personally I've been sexually sober for years but not not by not because I really want to but actually a tarot card reader told me that uh, I'm all telling you that the reason why I've been is because I've held myself back my spirit my spirit Mm -hmm. that has held me back but anyways to learn and to grow, which is what I've been doing. And, and in right. the midst of learning and growing, I'm realizing and hearing this story often where gay men are not taught um, the birds and the bees. And mm-hmm. it just, do you think that if birds and the bees talk about lesbians and gays and um, non-binaries and all that became more the norm, do you think there would be like less STDs and less promiscu- promiscuity? Promiscuity? Probably not, <laughs> truly. Um, Okay. But um, because you know, gay men are are beasts. <laughs> like you know, yeah. let's let's be honest. Um, but at the same time, if we were more aware of of what it really means, perhaps we might make better choices. Mm-hmm. And that's ultimately what it is. It's it's not necessarily like you know abstaining. It's it's more along the lines of like just becoming aware of like how the culture is because the culture itself is is a different thing and and you don't really know until you get into the culture Mm -hmm. um how would you how would you explain the culture well here's the thing everyone loves disney right (laughs) well (laughs) everyone kind of like is spoon-fed from a very young age of like this romantic notion of of you know get into a relationship you fall in love you get married you have sex like blah 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 um well that's not at all what it is it's like it's very kind of like in the moment it could be impulsive there's a lot of darkness involved in it as well um but it's just learning about how to navigate those dark corners without this kind of like rosy notion of um how things should be because that's not how they are and so it's more along the lines of like okay, well, how can I be better equipped to handle these situations if I ever come across these situations? Right. I, that totally makes sense. It's kind of like that also in the cis normative, cis hair, I don't know how you would say it, cis normative maybe? Yeah. Because, I mean, like you're talking about, you brought up Disney and it made me think of like Disney, Disney princesses and like the, mm-hmm. the prince and all that. I mean, they kind of have it in a way similar. I mean, I think that's why there's just so much confusion overall yeah. because people just use um the way of relying messages the wrong way or people are taking it the wrong way yeah one of one or the other you know if you if you come at it from a cis heteronormative perspective as well like you know they are spoon fed the exact same thing so you know people get married at a young age and and they get divorced at a young age and, Mm and you know they don't necessarily know how to navigate these interpersonal sectors of relationships because they have an idealized version of what it should be and so for us as queer people, we kind of have to throw the whole book out the window because we can't even have that, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so 
in therein lies a lot of like subcultures, you know, there's like a drug culture, then there's, you know, open relationships and, and all this, this kind of like extra things that now we have to navigate and we're still not equipped to do it. <laughs> so that's what you mean by culture, like just the tiny little subcultures within the culture that make up the whole culture. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be really interesting. If, I mean, I think it would be a really great idea if they started teaching this like relationship how to be in a relationship like from the time you're in elementary school whether oh, it's should, with a man should, or a woman or whoever like, uh, interpersonal uh, communication yeah. from like middle school <laughs> oh yeah for sure for at sure. least so then now you've been out for how long how many years have you been out now i came out 15 so yeah like 17 about 17 years Mm-hmm. So what can you tell people who are struggling right now with their, either their, their sexuality or their identity or whether or not they're gay? What can you tell somebody who's question, who, ha- who has these questions in their head? Well, I'm fortunate that I basically pretty much knew what I was from a young age. So um, I, I'm very fortunate in that, in that respect. I, I, well, I let me ask that. you this. How did you know you, what, who you were at a young age? Oh, how did I know? Yeah, how did you know? I, I, I don't know how to answer that question. <laughs> I just knew, you know, I'm, I'm fortunate in that, in that respect. But from a lot of people who, who I've met and who I know that yeah. um, do question and kind of go back and forth on who uh-huh. they are, um, it's a process and it's, it's a learning process. You have to kind of like do the work and, and question yourself a lot and, and, it's just finding what works for you in a world that's not meant for you. If that mm-hmm. makes sense. It's it kind totally of like, makes sense. You, you basically have to like, you have to make your own rules. You have to like question everything and, you know, over and over again at times. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's a whole process. And I think a lot of people, even like up until their twenties or thirties that do they qu- still question these things. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, there is no, there's no time frame. You know, you don't have to have every, you don't have to have all the answers right at once. You don't have to like, you know, you don't have, you don't have to know right away, mm-hmm. and and that's okay too. Mm-hmm. Um, just don't neglect it. Don't pretend it doesn't exist. Yeah, I think that's probably the hardest part is don't pretend it doesn't exist because that's when it turns into depression. Yeah, completely. Yeah. So I was looking through your awesome um, Instagram feed and I saw that there was a while back where you dress up as a woman and you look gorgeous. How did that start? Did Was it somebody say, hey, try this on and then you just tried it on? Or were you like curious yourself at a young age? I mean, how did that be, How did that start? So we're, we're in the age of RuPaul's Drag Race. Um, I was, you know, I come from a theater background. The only classes that I, well, I make the joke that the only classes that I did well in was English and theater. <laughs> and that may be true uh, in high school. Uh, but um, I come from a theater background. And uh, when I moved to Seattle back in 2010, um, uh, a couple of years in, I was dating a DJ at the time and we were out in nightclubs all the time. And we had friends that were Queens and I always, I loved the show and, and all this stuff. It was our favorite thing to do. So I naturally kind of gravitated to it mm-hmm. and I did not until maybe a few months later did I get the opportunity to actually perform on stage and, and do all this stuff. And next thing you know, six, six months later, I was emceeing shows. <laughs> so, That's so cool. So I, I went by the drag name of Venus Lapinus. I created it myself. I'm, I I'm sorry, Venus what? 
Venus Lapinas. Venus Lapinas. <laughs> um, I I took drag very seriously. I was emceeing shows and 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 doing stuff for several years. And uh, even you were emceeing in drag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's hosting so shows. Cool. You know, think of Bianca Del Rio, just not as many jokes and quite ugly. So rad. <laughs> that was me. Um, but yeah, like I, I love, I love drag. I love the art of drag. I love performance and, and any, anything involving that I'm like here for it. So I naturally gravitated to it. I actually brought, so I, I started doing drag a little bit here in LA, but I realized that drag is so exhausting <laughs> and I, not, I, I basically got rid of all the evidence and, and got rid of everything that I once had and loved, but I still enjoy it. Obviously. Why did you get rid of it? Well, when I was done, I was just done. I, I was like, exhausted. I don't, even, I don't even want to have the option of like thinking about it. You know what I mean? So it was one of those moments. And I, I very regret some of it because a lot of the pictures that I used to have, I loved, but I, I was, you know, uh, it's just, you know, you make, you make decisions in the moment and, and regret them a little bit later. But those pictures that I posted recently, they were um, two years ago at Mickey's over here in WeHo. Yeah. I did a, I did a show. I was just like thankful that those existed still and those were hidden from a friend of mine. He lost them and, and found them again. And was that the last time that you performed? I performed one other time at FUBAR and um, that was intense, <laughs> but I think that's the only other evidence that exists of that time in my life. That's so cool. Well, hey, um, let's see here. I wanted, I know we're running out of time here, but I wanted to ask you about your podcast, Science and Spirituality. Yeah. yeah. So A Cosmic Journey with Demi and Jay. It's a comedy podcast about science and spirituality. So we talk about aliens. We talk about technology. We talk about, you know, stuff going on in the world. And um, we interview lots of really cool people like artists and, and, and drag performers and uh, astrologers and, and psychic mediums, all kinds of stuff. So it's really fun. And my, my co-host, Jay, we, we have a really great, great time recording it. How did the both of you come up with this podcast? I, I came up with it first. It was my kind of solo project for a little while. And then it wasn't until I had a, an actual astrology reading from Angel Idealism, who's my favorite astrologer. I still visit her. Um, I Did she kind of like clue me in? And so it seemed a little faded that I would have a co-host. And Jay's my best friend. And I interviewed him for the original one. And it just ended up being a thing. So, <laughs> yeah. And so far, so good. I was watching some of your episodes and it totally drew me in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I mean, you can check it out on cosmicjourneypod.com. That's our website. And then we also have stuff on YouTube. It's under my YouTube page currently. Um, so Dimitri Wild on YouTube and you'll find all kinds of stuff. And your book that you have, what type of poetry do you have in your book? All Was Nothing in the Time of Champions. So this is my second poetry book. Um, my first one was called Bitter Blue Pill, Poems of Fantasy and Longing that kind of came mostly from like a, a certain summer in my life. Um, and then plus a lot of stuff that I came, had I written when I was very young. So I updated it and kind of compiled it into this, this one. Um, it has a little bit more of a young feel to it. So this one, however, is uh, that person a little bit more grown up. So it's got three parts to it. Um, three stands for creativity and numerology. And so the first part is affirmations and it's kind of short form uh, kind of just personal notes that I used to write to myself to make myself feel better. And so I kind of like changed up some of it and made it more for the the reader. So they're kind oh, of like nice. 
food for the soul, if you will. Um, and then the second part is actually poems and poems is like real, like rhyme schemes and, and imagery and metaphor and stuff like that. And I, that's the most creative part of it. Mm-hmm. And then the third part is meditations and, and meditations is more kind of like some are short form, some are long form uh, essays or thoughts that I'd had and kind of ruminated on and parts, times of my life and, and things like that. So um yeah, it was, it's, it just kind of like compiled over the past like two years. And I was like, you know, what? here's another book. So <laughs> that's incredible. Well, I can't wait to get myself a copy and then hopefully I can get an autograph too. Yeah, of course. Thank you. Thank you, Dimitri, so much for being on a little less your podcast. You have been awesome. You've been incredible. You've been courageous. And I really look forward to seeing the success of your podcast and your book. Thanks, Thanks so, so much for being on my show. You, too. you have a good Thank evening now. Having me. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Of course.